Parsha's Parsha's Kisisa. And the Parsha it says in Paraklam and Aleph, Pasuk Yud Ches. Vayitain el Moshe kechalosoi ledaber itay b'harsinai shnei luchay sa'edos. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave the shnei luchays, the luchay sa'eben, the aseres hadibras were given to Moshe Rabbeinu kechalosoi ledaber itay when he had completed talking to him. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu had finished talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave to Moshe Rabbeinu the luchays. And Rashi says, Makala says that the Lashon of Kalasai is a reference to a Kala. Makalasai, Makala miskashetes bechavdal kishutin, just like a Kala has 24 kishutin. There are 24 different types of ornaments and um, makeup. And different things to adorn and to beautify a kalah, which are found in Sefer Yeshaya. If you look in Sefer Yeshaya and Parakimo, there are a number of psukim there, one after another, that talk about, that itemize what the 24 different types of tachshitin that a kalah wears are. So just like a kalah has 24 tachshitin, Aftam and Chacham Baki a Talmud Chacham, likewise, it has to be like a Kala. Just like a Kala has 24 Tachshitin, so too a Talmud Chacham, if he wants to really be considered to be a Talmud Chacham, would need to be a Baki in the 24 Svarim, in the 24 books of Tayyosh Shabbat If you know, if you're able to uh, to see a list of all the Chamisha Chomshei and the Vim and Suvim, and you count them, it would come to a sum total of 24 books of Tereshavach Sav. And so a Tamar Chacham would be expected to be a Bucky in all 24 Svarim of Tereshavach Sav, just like a Kala is Miskashetes Bechavta al Kishutin. The Pachad Yitzchak. In Shabbos, he has a chilek on Shabbos, Maimer Zayin, he asks, what's going on over here in the Pasuk? What is Rashi saying from the Medrash? What's the kesher between the Chavtal Kishutin of a Kala to a Talmud Chacham? Of course a Talmud Chacham needs to know the 24 Svarim of Tarsh Rav If you're a Talmud Chacham, so a chilek of Tarah, just like a Talmud Chacham has to know Shas, he also has to know the Chavdal Tzvarim. Why is there a, why do you need a Limud that a Tamachacham needs to be a Bucky in the Chavdal Tzvarim Tanach? And if you do need a Limud, what's, in Gansim, what's the Kesher between the Chavdal Kishutim of a Kala and the Chavdal Tzvarim that a Tamachacham needs to be a Bucky in? And the Pachid gives us a very fundamental Yisaid. And through that, we'll be able to explain the importance of knowing Tereshavach Sav. He says like this, We know that the Tachlis of the world is for Adam. Adam really was the pinnacle of creation. The Sheish Tzmei Bereshis all were really leading up to the climax of the Bria of Adam. And what that means is, and when the Torah says, and charges Adam 
Umilu You're supposed to fill the world and be kaivish the world, conquer the world. What that means is, what does it mean? How do I conquer the world? How do me, how do I, as an individual, I'm not Napoleon, I'm not playing the game of risk, how do I conquer the world? The Torah says that what the Torah means when it says, when Akashvafu charges man to be kaivish the world, what that means is, take everything in the world and use it for yourself. Man is charged to master everything that was created in the DNA, in the building blocks of the world, every single part, every component of the Bria should be used to glorify man in his service of the Rabbani Shalom. And so the Pachirisa goes on and he says, there are certain things that we understand are put on this world in order to serve man. Lamashal. Behemoth. When the animal kingdom right, was created, that's clear how man is able to be kaibish them. Because the shoes that we wear, right, unless you're some really you know, radical vegetarian type of guy that doesn't wear leather shoes because he doesn't want you know, Khalilo to get any hana from animals. But basically the shoes, if you're wearing leather shoes or sneakers, or you're wearing a leather yarmulke, that whatever it is, you're getting hanah from the leather of, of, a, of a behemoth, right? And not to mention the meat that we eat, right, is from a behemoth, right? You have a good steak, you have a, uh, you know, that, that is from a, uh, that's from a behemoth. So man directly conquers the animal kingdom through the clothing that we wear, the shoes, the, um, the, the food that we eat, and so forth and so on. If you go down the line, that's the chai. What about the tzaymeach? What about the things that grow in the vegetation? Also, the fruits and the vegetables we consume, the uh, all of the materials in our suits, in our clothing, come from the strands of cotton or the strands of flax or or the all of these things are the tight size of the tzaymeach in the world. So man is conquering that when we wear, when we put on our suit in the morning, our pants, our shirt, all of these things are showing that man has been kaivesh, all the tzaymeach in the world. So the chai and the tzaymeach, those are taken care of. Now when we go a little deeper, down into the, into the, you know, on the pyramid of, of the creations of the world, the last rung, the lowest rung, is diamond. Things that are diamond, things that are inanimate. They don't breathe, they don't, they don't grow, they're just dormant, they just sit. The rocks of the world, what are they, how do they, how are we able to use the rocks of the world for our personal, to take into ourselves, to beautify and to, to make better man? So the Pachinitzok says that basically we see a woman and specifically a kala, when she takes the kishutin, when she takes diamonds, when she takes pearls, when she takes all of the mascara, all of these things are really diamond. But when she uses it to enhance herself, to make herself beautiful to her chasen, so what she's doing is she's saying, I am representing the very perfection of the Bria. I am taking not only the chai, not only the tzimeach, 
But even the diamond, I could take the most basic elements of the Bria, the makeup, which is the mascara and all these things which come from soil, it comes from sediment. I'm taking diamonds and using it for earrings and necklaces. I'm taking pearls and all of the beautiful things that are used to make jewelry. All of these things, we admire them because they're beautiful, but they're diamond. These are things that are inanimate, but when man uses it to enhance themselves, what they're really saying is, now I am showing how I have perfected everything in the world for other. I am taking everything, every little component down to the last one in the Bria, and showing how Akhenishvaru created man. All of these things were created for man, and through them, man can be more glorified and more beautiful as they go forward in life to serve the Rabbi And a Kala, of all people, shows this most dramatically. Because what's the point of a Kala? Why is a Kala getting married? The Gemara says, HaKol Yaidim, Lama Kala Nechneses Everybody knows the reason why a Kala goes under the Chuppah to get married. It's no secret, but nobody talks about it. It's something that it's not Sneastic to talk about. We all know that the purpose of marriage, after all is said and done, is basically for Peri Baribia. It's basically to ensure that there's continuity in the world. That's why a Chassan and a Kala get married. In order, obviously there are other purposes of marriage. It's important for a man and for a woman to be fulfilled and to feel a sipaka nefesh, to accomplish great things in life that cannot be accomplished by themselves. But the tachlis of the chasen and akala getting married in terms of the global universal importance is the fact that through them there is going to be a continuation of man. The Pachidzalik has a beautiful bar, by the way. Yeah, it's a hard bar to say over the Shavuot unfortunately. And I don't know if I even brought it down in my safe on Shavuot because it's, a, it's a, something that is not really. Anyway, but you'll you'll hear the bar. It's a beautiful bar. It says, why is it we know by a Shavuot that there's an importance to have a panim chadoshes? Panim chadoshes means that a new face. Meaning somebody that was not, it's is what that means, but basically it means somebody that wasn't invited to the chasna. You know, so we make a guy feel really bad. You know, uh, you're the panchal, you're the guy that was completely, nobody really wanted you at your, at the wedding, but we'll invite you at the shavar brachas, you'll be the carbon who gets invited so that we can make shavar brachas even by the meal during the shiva samayam mishnah. So these, this guy is called a panam chadoshes. He's the new face that, and the real reason the Gemara says why, um, I mean, and the Rishayim, why we have Pan Chadashis is for Afushe Simcha. It's supposed to be Maisif Simcha by the presence of somebody new at the Shavar Brachas, and preferably it should be somebody that's Chashuv, either a Rav or a dignitary, somebody that really like the Chas and the Kala, like, you know, are very pleased by the fact that this person is, is by the Shavar Brachas. So it like injects a new excitement into the simcha, and then if you have such a new person at the simcha, then you're able to make to make shavar brachas to, to recite at the end by benching all the shavar brachas. Otherwise, you can't. You could just say the last one of Asher Bara, but you can't say all the other brachas of shavar brachas. 
So Rav Hutner says, what's the pshat in this Panam Chadashis that we won't find really anywhere else a Panam Chadashis that you need a new face? You know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to any other thing, you buy a face by, uh, by an oval house. You require you know somebody that didn't make it to the Levaya to be coming every day to the you know to the to the base of Like, well, what's panim chadashes? Why is there an importance of panim chadashes dafka when it comes to a to a chasna? So he says a beautiful word. He says that the reason for a chasna is in order to make panim chadashes. The reason why a chassan and kala get married is so that new faces will be created in the world. That this marriage will lead through Piriviridya to the procreation, to the making of Panam Chadashas. So when there's a new face in the room, that's really, that has a symbolic importance in that it really defines what the purpose of the simcha is, of course, without saying it. This is something that it's hard to, you know, you don't, you're not gonna, it's not exactly the best speech to make it a shavarab because it's really insulting. It's like, it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's too, it's too, uh, you know, it's not theistic, Pashat. There, it's not sneistic to speak about it. The Gemara says we don't talk about these things at a chas. You don't say by a chas why why a kala is going under the chuppah. But that's the unspoken truth that a kala is going under the chuppah in order so that she can have future children, future panim chadoshes. And so there's a very very important element by a shavar brachas of having panim chadoshes because a kala represents. The future of the world, as it were. The importance of man in the world. And the way that a man and a woman together will ensure that what Akhrish Baruch Tachlis Habriya was, which was the creation of man to serve him in the world, will be always, there will be in perpetuity man, thanks to the Chassan and Kala's contribution. And so when a Kala goes, and she wears the Chafdala Tachshitim, when she goes and she wears the 24 beautiful ornaments that are spoken about in Sefer Yeshaya, what she's basically doing is she's announcing to the world, look at my beauty. Look at how beautiful I am. By the way, you're not supposed to look at a kala. It's a halach in Shulchan You're not supposed to look at a kala by a chasna. So this doesn't mean, it's not halach or nice. It's not like, it's not, I'm not telling you what... But this is the, in, in, in terms of the ashkafa, of what a kala with her chafdala kishutin is supposed to represent, it's supposed to represent the kala in a sort of, in, a, in an unspoken way, and she doesn't even know what she's saying. But this is the ashkafa of Rav Hutner, how Rav Hutner was able to see through everything, and be able to break open new worlds in machshava. The kala is basically announcing to the world, look at my beauty. And look at how I'm able to take everything in the Bria that the Rabbi Yishlam says to the Kibshua. You are supposed to conquer each and every element. Take it and use it for your own adornment so that you are able to show the world the greatness of Adam. And so the Kala, who is symbolizing, she is the Shliach of the world at this point to be able to ensure that the world continues when she goes and she takes all the Chaptal Kishutin, and she's able to use that along with the Begadim, and along with the R, and all the other things that are used to adorn her, this is showing, I am Adam. And I am the beauty of Adam, the perfection of Adam, showing that the entire Bria was for me, 
And I am accepting upon myself the charge to continue the godless haldom throughout the generations. And so Rav Huttner says that that's the word of the Chaptal Kishutin of the Kalor. And now we can maybe better understand the importance of the Chaftal of Tzvarim to a Tamar Chacham. Because you see, a Tamar Chacham, the main thing of a Tamar Chacham is not so much Teresh HaBachsav, but Teresh HaBalpeh. Teresh HaBalpeh is really what defines a Tamar Chacham. There are a lot of Lahav Abdalis, there are a lot of priests in the world who are able to know Teresh HaBachsav backwards and forwards much better than anyone that I know. People, they know, this is what they know. What else do they have to do all day? So what are they learning in these, you know, in, in their, in their, in their, in their base mina shalahem? They're learning, they're learning the Bible. Every hotel room has a, has a, has a testament, you know, a a New Testament, Old Testament, Lahabdul. But that's, they know the Pshutah Shalmikra. That's not what defines a Talmud Chacham. Somebody that just knows how to, how to, how to, how to spew psukim, you know, and to quote Yeshaya Chavkimel, and to quote, uh, this Pasuk and that Pasuk. That's not what a Talmud Chacham by definition is. A Talmud Chacham is somebody who's able to know Shas, to know Paiskim, to know how to be done in Halacha, to be able to say a Svar Yeshara, to be able to say a Lamdus, that's really what a Tamil Chacham is. What are the Chafdal Tzvarim? The Chafdal Tzvarim are really like the Daimim. They are the Daimim of Tyra. Because they themselves, while of course they're very, very, very Chashiv, I mean the whole Tyra is built on Tyra Shabbat All the Tyra Shabbat stems from Tyra Shabbat But in terms of the actual Yediyah, the knowledge of Tyra Shabbat those would be like the Daimim, those would be like the rocks. The inanimate part of Tyra is really Tyra, the psukim of Tyra Shabbat Because a person, he brings a beautiful raya to this. From, there's a famous Shulchan Aruch Harav. And the Shulchan Aruch Harav says that one of the fundamental differences between Tyra Shabbat and Tyra Shabbat is that Tyra Shabbat even if you don't understand the Pshuta Shalmikra, you're Mekayim Adin of Tamatira when it comes to Tyra Shabbat which means that let's say I'm Maver Sedra. A lot of times when we're Maver Sedra, we're, we're, you know, we're leaning through the Psukim and we have no idea what the Psukim are talking about. But since it's Tereshibach Sav, you don't really have to understand what the, what the Psukim are talking about. Tereshibach is different. If a person just davens up Gemara, you just like sort of read the Gemara and you have no idea what it's talking about, are you Mekayim, your mitzvah of Talmud So the Shulchan says no. Tereshebalpeh needs das. You need to be able to comprehend the svaras of the Gemara. You need to understand what's going on. The Tereshebalpeh, on the other hand, doesn't need that. It's just the diamond. It's like sort of, it's, it's, it's almost inanimate. Of course, there are, there are perushim on that, and that adds the Tereshebalpeh element into the Tereshebalpeh. But in terms of the Pshuta Shalmikra, just learning Tereshebalpeh alone, does not require you per se to be a, to be a Tamil Chacham. You just have to be able to read. If a person sits and reads film all day, he's not necessarily a Tamil Chacham, but he's being Makayim, some mitzvah of Tamil So in terms of the, the entire body of Tyra, of Tyra the Tereshabah Peh is the living, breathing, animated Tyra, whereas the Tereshabah Sav is like the diamond. 
And so therefore, as far as the Tamachacham per se is concerned, he would really only have to concentrate on Tereshavapet. Tereshavachsav is the diamond. But you still need that. The Chiddush of the Pasuk is, even though it's a diamond, but just like a Kala, if she wants to show her perfection, she has to do it by taking the diamond and saying, this too I perfect. This too adds to my greatness and the greatness of Adam. So a Talmud Chacham also, if a Talmud Chacham really wants to be a perfect Talmud Chacham with all of the icing on the cake, he needs to take even the Teresh HaBachsav and be a Bucky in that as well. And then and only then could he really be considered the perfect Talmud Chacham. You might say, well, what do you need it for? It's, it's a diamond. It's true, it's a diamond, but it's something that's necessary as a perfection, just like the Kala takes the diamond and uses that to perfect herself and shows that she is a perfect human being. So to a Tamil Chacham, to really perfect himself and to say, now I have it all. I'm not just a Baki and Shas and Paiskim, but I even have Tereshavach Sab because Tereshavach Sab even though it's the diamond, but he takes that in as well, and he uses that to perfect his surah of a Tamar Chachim. This shmuz that I'm about to give is something which is a little bit controversial, and I don't, last time I gave it, I, I saw it in my car, I gave it a number of years ago, some people may have heard it the first time, but, and afterwards I got a little flack for it, and so I want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Somebody came over and was very, very upset at me for giving the shmuz because he didn't understand what I was saying. And he misunderstood, a very smart person, he misunderstood it. What I'm speaking about today is in defense of the yeshiva system. Because the big taina that everyone has against yeshivas are, you know, that they don't spend enough time learning Torah Shabbat They Everything is Gemara, 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 and in terms of Navi, you know, nobody knows who, you know, who Chizkiyahu was versus Sancheira versus, uh, you know, all of the biblical figures, you know, past, uh, past, uh, face, uh, you know, Aaron Akayin is like we draw a blank. As soon as like any, any Gemaras come up, you know, we're learning in the Dafiyami Sanhedrin, we're speaking deeply, you know, about, uh, you know, about David and Amnon and Tamar. I'm like, you don't really know what's going on. You just like pretend like you know what's going on. You have no clue really what's, you know, what, what, what took place. And so, you know, everyone has a taina on yeshiva, so instead of like jumping into Gemara and to Eilam why aren't you spending enough time, you know, learning Tarash HaBichsav? The joke is that because one of the, one of the books of Tarash HaBichsav is Job, and we don't, you know, we don't want to put any funny ideas into anybody's head, but that's, that, that's not, uh, that's not the only reason. Um, the, the, uh, the real reason, the real reason is that there is a fundamental importance when developing our minds as Hamid Chachamim, which is what the job of the yeshiva is, and that is to concentrate primarily on Tereshabalpeh. Tereshabachsav is very, very, very important. No one should walk out of this room and say, you know, Mashkiach said that Tereshav is completely useless, it's a daimim, it's unimportant, you don't have to learn it, it's off the charts, that's like, you know, by this this year we'll have a lot more Seamus to, to give to the trucks, you know, before Pesach. 
it's very fundamental that we all spend time learning Tarish Shabbat absolutely the question is that it's a, it's a matter of triage you know when you're in a hospital in an emergency room and you have to make decisions quickly about who gets treated first so it's called triage and you have to ask him very quickly who's the most severe who's suffering the most who's bleeding more who's, you know, who's in a, more of an emergency situation and that's what you have to do and so in yeshivas there is also a triage we have a limited time to spend learning Torah and now we have to decide what Torah should we choose to teach so the Hamaynam right away assumes that Tereshavach Sav should get the Mishmar Abachayra. That Tereshavach Sav is more important because Tereshavach Sav is after all. That's the, that's the written word. That's something we should be focusing on. That's something, you know, everybody should be knowing, you know, about David and about Tamar and about Echves, about Abshalom and about, uh, and that's definitely true. We should have ideas in that. There's no one saying that we shouldn't. That's not the point over here. The question is that we have a limited amount of time every day. We don't have an entire day to just, you know, split up like, and we'll do half and half. We have to concentrate, we're a little bit behind the eight ball also in Eretz Yisrael. They're able to, you know, start very, very young, and they don't have a lot of women like we have. So there, they're able to have like these yeshivas, like Zilberstein, Zilberman, I don't know, but the mamish are able to master, like, it's, it's scary what these kids know. It's like aliens, like they're like running around, they know like, you know, Kol Kula, like little Chaim Kanievsky is running around, like playing soccer, and you know, like, like, and then you, you know, you, you like, you ask them, like, cycle psukha, like they're able to mamish know Tarashulchav, Mishnayis Balpeh, Shas Balpeh, like you know, at, 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 like six years old, they know more than you know, whatever a lot of other people might know. Um, and so it's definitely if that would be that's that's optimal, obviously. But let's say we're not holding that we didn't have that. Upbringing. We didn't learn all these things crammed into us by the time we were four. So now we have to constantly, we have a choice. Do we learn Torah Shabbat Peh? Or should we spend our time basically just plowing through Torah Shabbat We'll take out a, you know, a nach with a malbin and with an ethvase with, with, with an abarbanel and we'll, we'll try to really, you know, get through some of the Ashir uh, Salevi and we'll try to, we'll try to, you know, figure out what the, uh, you know, what this Tukim are talking about. And so what the Gedalim and the Gedalim Machanchim have decided, obviously, is that Tereshavah Peh gets the Mishvat Abachayra. That we have to spend most of the day learning Tereshavah Peh. Yes, should we take, if we have time, you know, some before we go to sleep at night, can we carve out a half an hour somewhere during the day and we can learn Tereshavah Sav? Of course. Beautiful. But the main thrust of yeshivas is to teach Torah Shabbat. There is a Nitziv. The Nitziv was, of course, a Bucky in Kalatara Kula. The Nitziv wrote a commentary on, on Torah, the Hamid Dover, a brilliant commentary that Mamish, Pasuk by Pasuk, it's like a, you know, he's like, Mamish like, a, like a, a real Pirish on Chumash, not just I'm a, a Vart here, a Vart there. He goes through every Pasuk with a Mahalach. He was a Bucky in, 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 in Tereshavach Sav. He was a Bucky in Diktuk. He was a Bucky in everything, the Nitziv. But the Nitziv says, a, a beautiful Vart, he writes in a Nakdama to the Shiltis, his, his Pirish on Shiltis, 
at Hamak Shailah, and he says like this. He says, just like, and he uses this Rashi about the, the Kala with the Chafta'al Tachshitin. He says, just like a Kala, she gets away with wearing Chafta'al Tachshitin. If a Kala walks, you know, walks throughout the, you know, walks on the day of her chuppah with a, with a Kala dress, uh, with all the Chafta'al Tachshitin, and she's all ice capit, she's all, like, you know, all made up, with thick makeup and all the, all the, you know, all the stuff on her. So then, she's a Kala. She's allowed to. Let's say, says an itziv, somebody that would not be a kawa. Stama girl, you know, walks throughout the streets of, uh, walks down Main Street, you know, wearing like a, a gown with a, you know, with a, you know, with, with, with makeup and with this and with that, all the chaftal tafshitin. So, it's not my words, the itziv says, the person would say, she's a zaina. She's not a kawa, she's a zaina. It's, it's either or. You're either a kala, you're, you have the, you're entitled to it to wear a certain outfit, a uniform as a kala. If you wear that during the year, then you have a din of a zaino. That's what he says. And he says the same thing is true if somebody thinks that they should just learn Tarashid Achsav. And there are yeshivas like this, that we're only going to teach Tarashid Achsav. Forget Tarashid Achsav. The main, or maybe we'll learn that a little bit as like a, you know, as a, as an elective, we'll, we'll give Tarashid Achsav. But the main thing is Tarashid Achsav. Let the boys know Tarashid Achsav. So Tarashid Achsav alone, if a person is miskashet, only with the Chavdalit Tzvarim, and at the ignorance of Tarashid Achsav, then that's a zaino. That's somebody that's completely astray. That's somebody that doesn't have the right hashkafas when it comes to the chinuch. The main thrust of our chinuch is Tarashid The main thing that will make us a Talmud Chacham is not the mastery of Tarashid Sav, but rather the mastery of Tarashid And so when a person is miskashet with a chafta al-kishut, and that's wonderful, but it has to be done after, and definitely in addition to Tarah Shabbat Peh. If a person says, I don't want to learn anymore, Tarah I can't stand Gemara anymore, I don't feel I'm gaining anything from it, it's not helping me, I don't do it, it doesn't do it for me, I enjoy though being Mavisedra, I enjoy, you know, learning through Nach, that is not a proper approach. A person does not, that's just simply incorrect, that's an incorrect assumption that a person should and could spend the majority part of his day learning Tarah Shabbat that is not the way that the Torah intended it. The Torah intended that the main thing that we do is learn Torah Shabbat Peh, and as an aside, Torah Shabbat Sav, Kamar Shwab, brings this vart from the Nitziv in his, in his, in his Sefer Al-Chamish, in this week's parsha, and he says that that's the pshat in the Gemara and Brachas and Davchav Chesim Abeiz, Minu b'neichem in ha'igayin, keep your sons away from higayin, and sit them amongst the laps of Tamil Chachamim. What does that mean? Rashi says, Don't give them too much of a diet of Mikra. Too much Mikra is not good. Don't say, well, you know what, I really enjoy Tarash of Sab. I want to really spend a lot of time with Tarash of Sab and not Tarash of the, the Gemara says, if your son is spending too much time with Tarash Shabbat that's not good. Because that will not give the person the proper Ashkav. The person, if he's just learning Tarash Shabbat he's not going to really even be a Tamar Chacham to understand what the Tarash Shabbat is all about. 
You know, Ali Yisrael had a very, very big problem years ago during the times of the, times of the Maskilim. The Maskilim, which were really strong in the time of the Nitziv, and that's where the Nitziv was really coming from. He was addressing these Maskilim. The Maskilim were people, they were Bachram in Yeshiva. A lot of Yeshivas had like the, these like uh, cells of these terrorist cells of Maskilim within their ranks. It could be like in Belazhin, even in the great Yeshiva of Belazhin, there were said to be Maskilim, you know, people that were not so into Tereshit Alpeh, they were much more into Tereshit Achsav, they were into Diktuk, they concentrated on these types of things, and also on poetry, and on, you know, Yiddish theater, and all these different types of, you know, outside activities other than Gemara, and Klal Yisrael suffered tremendously from these Maskilim. And Maskilim, what they believed is that the main thing that we should be learning is Tereshit Achsav. Tereshit Alpeh, Ah, you know, not, not as interesting, not as important. That's something that we really have to know, we have to master, we have to work on. And of course, these maskilim went completely off the derech because they had no mahalach in Tereshav In order to understand what Tereshav is talking about, you need Tereshav If a person just opens a Sefer Shmuel, if a person opens a Sefer Shaiftin, and just without any mefarshim, without any chazalim, you know, tries to interpret what the Gemara, what, what the Psukim are talking about, you'll be clueless. You'll be absolutely clueless. I mean, if you just read Tanakh without any Mepharshim, you will not only not gain anything, but you will lose a lot, because it's very misleading. And the Psukim say, like, whoever, Kalaimer, David, Chaitein, if you say, David HaMelech was Chaitein, you know, if you read the Psukim by David HaMelech, Kipshutam, it doesn't sound like too flattering for David HaMelech. You think that who knows what about him? But the Gemara says you have to know that if you say that David Amalek was Chaite and Elotai, you're making a very big mistake. David Amalek was Kaidish Kadash and he wasn't Chaite. But if you just start like using your own Svaras and like, you know, Darshaning Psukim without Chazal, without Rashi, without any Mepharshim, so then you're basically, it's, it's worthless and it's misleading and it's being Mizayif the tire. You're not really, you're actually making a tremendous counterfeit version of Taira because you don't have the insights of Chazal when you're learning Taira Shavuch Sav. The Meshachachma wrote two great Svarim. He wrote the Meshachachma on Chumash and he also wrote the Sefer called Arsameach on the Rambam. Now, he actually wrote he was writing, I think, both of them pretty much simultaneously, but he finished the, the Meshachachma first, and he was very excited, he wanted to publish it, so the story goes. And his father advised him against it. His father says, no, first you're going to publish the Arsameach. After you publish the Arsameach, then you can publish the Meshachachma. Why? He says, because if you publish first a Sefer and Chumash, people are going to think that you're like, you're like a, you know, you're a Tereshavach Sab guy. You're somebody that's like basically, you know, you're only in Tatar Shabbat Sav, and you're, that's where your main studies were, and they're going to think that you're a masculine, they're going to get like the wrong impression of you. First, you're going to put out a Lamdash Sefer called Ar Sameach on the Rambam. You're going to earn your stripes. You're going to show the world that you're a, you're a Tamil Chacham par excellence. After that, once they know who you are, and they know your credentials in Tatar Shabbat Peh, then you could write a sefer, you could publish the Meshach Achma. And that's what he did. But that's the importance of giving the Mishpat HaBachayra to Tereshav Not completely ignoring Tereshav Sav. 
You shouldn't say, oh, okay, so I'll just learn Gemara. I'm not going to learn Tarshat of Sab whatsoever. Of course not. Of course we have to try to learn both. But if you're, I'm just in defense of yeshivas, in defense of why it is that yeshivas don't, you know, spend that much time, if any, at all, throughout the day teaching Tarshat of Sab. The reason for that is because the main thing that we as, as, as aspiring to Minachamim have to try to master first and primarily is Tereshavah Peh. Sav after that, or in, in, you know, in lockstep with that, will be able to be enhanced through our knowledge of Tereshavah Peh. But if you're just concentrating on Tereshavah Sav without really being, you know, solid, solid in Tereshavah Peh, the Tereshavah Sav is really not going to have much, if any, value. And Adraba might even serve us in a very negative way. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute. If I learn only Tereshavah Peh all day, or primary... My primary study is Tereshavah. When in the world am I going to really be able to learn Tereshavah? How am I going to know this stuff? How am I going to know anything in Tereshavah Sav if I'm really primarily studying and concentrating on Tereshavah Peh? So I want to tell you a Misa that happened with the Nitziv. The Nitziv, one of the Maskilim came up to the or a group of Maskilim came over to the Nitziv, and the Nitziv, like I said before, was a Baki Nifla in Diktuk. And they asked the Nitzv, how are you able to know Diktuk so perfectly? We're spending day and night, you know, only studying Diktuk. I mean, I don't know what exactly they were sitting and studying, but I guess, you know, Tereshavah Sav and, you know, Shvanaz, Shvanachs, you know, not too exciting, at least from my perspective. Some people get into Diktuk, not me. But, you know, that's what the Maskilim, the Maskilim were into. He says, we spend the whole day studying Diktuk and through the, we look at Sukkim and we compare and contrast, you know, the different things and, you know, and we still aren't really that proficient in it. And you, you spend, you give Shurim, your Bucky and Shas and Paiskin, your, and, and you are such a Bucky, we see in your Svarim. And we know, everybody knows you're a Bucky, Mamish and Tereshav and in Diktuk and everything, you got everything. How did that happen? When did you have the time to do that? So listen to what the Nitziv says. Nitziv says, Moshul Ma'adavar Daimah. says a guy walks into, let's say a guy walks into a farm store. Okay, and he just stands there and he's just observing what's going on. So he sees, you know, one guy comes into this farm store, he buys great Jewish letters. Nice special gift. Right? And he says, the guy pays for it, he says, could you gift wrap it for me? So sure, no problem. And he goes, he gift wraps it, gives it to him. Another guy goes into the store a few minutes later, of course, he's looking all over. A great Jewish letter is over there. So he goes running over to the great Jewish letters, he brings it to the cash register, buys it, would you mind gift wrapping that for me? No problem. Sure. And the guy keeps seeing people come into the store one after another, buying great Jewish letters, and, and they keep getting free wrapping paper with every purchase. And so, this guy scratches his head, all of a sudden a light bulb goes on on top of his head, and he says, Eureka, says, I have a great business plan. I'm gonna go tomorrow to the store, and I'm gonna ask the guy for free wrapping paper. And then, I'm gonna go and take that whole roll of wrapping paper, and I'm gonna sell it on eBay. 
and I'm going to be able to make, you know, it's probably worth 50 bucks, and, and then I'll go to, you know, to the next farm store down Main Street and do the same thing, get a whole roll of free wrapping paper, and sell that on eBay. And then I'll go to all the farm stores in the world, and all the Barnes and Nobles in the world, and all the... And I'll make millions of dollars doing that. So the next day, he's all excited. He wakes up bright and early, stands by the store, you know, waiting for the gate to open. And he goes into the guy and he says, I'd like um, the roll of wrapping paper, please. Says, the roll of wrapping paper, all right, I'll sell it to you, 50 bucks. Says, no, no, it's free. What do you mean it's free? Yesterday, I was standing in here for a bunch of hours, and I saw you kept gift wrapping people's great Jewish letters, and you kept giving, and you didn't charge them any extra for it. So obviously you're giving away the wrapping paper for free. I would like my free wrapping paper as well, please. So the guy at the farm store starts laughing, and he says, you tippish. says, the wrapping paper is not free. I'm giving, you're buying a safer from me as a, as a, a courtesy because you spend you know, $39.95 if you're lucky you know, um, for great Jewish letters so we'll throw in free gift wrapping okay, but I'm not going to but if you want to buy the gift wrapping paper, I'm not giving it away for I'm not in the gift wrapping, you can buy it, I'll, I'll sell it to you whatever what I paid for, maybe a little bit more I'll sell you 50 bucks, but I'm not, it's not free it comes free if you make a purchase, if you don't make a purchase I'm not giving you anything the Meshachachman says, this is, the, the Nitzib rather says, this is the Pshat in when it comes to Tyra. When it comes to Tyra, if you want the gift wrapping paper, if you want the gift wrapping paper and that alone, meaning if you want Tereshavach Sab, you got to pay for it. You got to learn Tereshavach Sab day and night. You got to really work on it. And even then, I'm not sure exactly if you're going to necessarily get it. But the Torah is maftiach that if you go and you really purchase the main part of Torah, if you work and you schmitz day and night with Torah Shabbat Pet and you learn it through and through, then the gift wrapping paper, the diamond, this courtesy of Torah Shabbat will come with it. The diktuk will come with it. All of the things that are a chalik of Torah will come together with it. That means that if a person makes a siyam on shas, he's really also kimata baki in Torah Shabbat or enough of a baki to claim to be a tamatachim. Because it goes together with Torah. If you're learning, if you're learning shas, so first of all, there's tons of psukim that are brought, and you're learning a lot of Torah Shabbat with it. The Gemara says that. The Gemara says that you can mekayim your mitzvah you're supposed to learn along with but you're able to really learn all of that through learning Gemara there's a Chazal that says why is it called Talmud Bavli because it's Blula you're able through learning Talmud Bavli you're able to really it's a mixture, it's a cholent Within Talmud Babli, you're able to get Mikra. You're able to get plenty of Mikra, and plenty of Mishnah, and plenty of Gemara, everything, all when you're learning Torah, Shebaal Peh. That comes with it. If you're working hard and diligently on acquiring Torah, Shebaal Peh, and mastering the Lambdas, and mastering the Bikiyos, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives it to you as a Matano, the Torah Shebaal You will be fluent also in Torah Shebaal as a gift, as a freebie. 
it comes with it. But if you think that you're going to just learn Torah Shabbat and that's going to make me, you know, an accomplished Talmud Chacham, no. You're going to spend day and night learning it, and even then you might not get it. And the Nitziv says that this is really what the Pshad in Eishas Chayel is. In Eishas Chayel, one of the Pesukim in Eishas Chayel says, Sadin also saw that Timkar, that the Eishas Chayel, she makes Sadin, she makes like satin, that Timkar, and she sells it. The Chagar, the, the, the string, the twine, the wrapping paper, that's given as a matana to a knani, to, to somebody that's a dealer. Meaning if you're buying the sadin, so the strings come along with it. I'll give you the wrapping, I'll give you the packaging along with it. Because you made the sale, you made the purchase on the main part of it. But if you're not purchasing, if you're not investing in the main part of it, which is the Torah Shabbat there, then you're not going to get anything for free. Then you're going to have to really work very hard on mastering Torah Shabbat So basically what we should take away from today is the fact that the main thrust of our learning has to be Torah Shabbat That's not to say, and this is where this Bachar made a mistake, he came over to me, he says that, I don't want to get into problems, but basically since then he hasn't come to a single schmooze, and he's very upset at me since then. And uh, this is many, many years ago. And I, anyway, but he, he has big kindness because he's, he, he really likes Nach very much. He's very into Nach, and he thought that what I was doing is I was insulting Nach. And I was saying that Nach is really like, you know, second class citizen to Tereshav al and he felt that that was wrong. And so I don't want anyone to get that same impression because that's not the point. The point is not, you know, what is more important. Tereshav al-Sav, Tereshav are both Tereshav They're both Chalakim of Tereshav and they're both equally important. There is nothing less important about Tereshav al-Sav than Tereshav al The question is, we have a limited time to learn. And so what should be our main pursuit? By learning primarily Tereshav al you shouldn't think, well... You know, I'm sort of like shirking my responsibilities on Tereh Shabbat You're not. Because first of all, in Tereh Shabbat you will get Tereh Shabbat You will get a lot of it Tereh Matana. Like the Nitziv says, you will get a lot of it from the Belilus, from all the fact that Tereh Shabbat Talmud Bavli, contains a lot of Yudhiyas in Tereh Shabbat In Tereh Shabbat rather. There are schoolers to learning Torah Shabbat that afford a person the ability to learn, to be able to be vast in knowledge of things that he never really focused on, but because he's learning Torah Shabbat, and Shabbat enables his eyes to see far and wide on the landscape of Torah. But the main thing that we have to concentrate on to spend our valuable, precious time is Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat also, the problems with Torah Shabbat is, like we said, Torah Shabbat is very difficult to learn. You know, Chumash, we have a Shnikel Messiah for. Chumash, we have Rashi, we have Ramban, we have the Ebenezer, we have great Mepharshim that really spell out Chumash. Even then, we don't really, it's very hard to say we fully can understand Chumash, but at least we have some Mahalach. When it comes to Navi, Neviim and Ksuvim, it gets exceedingly difficult to really understand the real Pshat. I think the Kleisenberger Rebbe was once asked, why yeshivas don't spend more time, you know, concentrating on, on Navi. And if I, if I heard correctly, what he answered was, that he says, I myself don't understand what Navi is all about. It's very difficult to understand, what's going on. We don't have 
I mean, there is, of course, Rashi on Nabi, but it's, it's very Makatsar that we don't have, and there are Svarim Bezmanenu that came out, you know, the Rinas Yitzchak from Ritzik Sarotskin that goes through Nabi as like, uh, with a lot of Lomdas, and he gives like a lot of the Chazal, and he speaks out a lot of the, you know, a lot of the meat and potatoes of the, of their others, a Savior called Nachla Shimon. On, on, on a few, uh, uh, Talmud of Nei Yisrael, that Mamish, it's a masterpiece, he goes through Shmuel, Yeshua, and Shreftim, and Shmuel, maybe some other Svarim. Mamish, with all of the halachas that come out of the Psukim, Rabbi Reisman gives wonderful, you know, Shiurim on Navi, where you get a Hashkafa, and you get a Hadracha, and what's going on, but, it's a very, very difficult thing to understand. Navi is a very, it's very hard, we don't really have that great a Messiah in it. As much as we try, it's still, we often come up short. And so, therefore, when we have to decide what the main thing to do is with our life, what the main concentration that we should have, it should absolutely be Tarash of we have to be Sedra, we have to try to know Rashi and Ramban, we have to make extra star as much as we can outside of the Sidra Yeshiva to learn to try to learn the Svarim of Nach, to learn Tehillim, to learn Yeshaya, to learn Shmuel, to learn the Megillus. Unquestionably, no one's debating that. But in terms of the main Dagesh, what the main Nekuda should be in our life, in order for us, not only when we're in Yeshiva, but years beyond, when we're in our 40s, when we're in our 80s, what should be the main thing that I concentrate on? The main thing has to absolutely be Tarashir and that is the Messiah that we have. Tereshav Peh is the primary limud. The Tereshav Sab is the daimim. It's necessary for a Talmud Chacham to be a Baki in the Chacham Al-Tzvarim of, of Tanakh. But the main Nakuda, the main thing which will really make us the most accomplished of a Talmud Chacham as possible is the limud of Talmud Babli.